It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. You're listening to an Eric Busby production. Rather pretty, don't you think? At the top of the tree, you don't need a star. Just look at your wife's head up there. I love how the light brings out the color in her face. Hey, Weakling, look at her. There, see? Nice, isn't it? Then again, that could be the blood... Well, that's all blushing is, right? Blood under the skin. Still, her entrails make the perfect garland for the tree. (laughs) Or nothing? Do you honestly have nothing to say? After all the effort that... Oh. Right, right, the, the, the gag. Well, I'm sick of your voice anyway. That screaming... You really make it hard to focus on my work. The ropes aren't uncomfortable, are they? A rush job. Sorry. Not that it's going to matter. (laughs) You're going to be dead quite soon. (laughs) Oh, stop that. Do you really think I could possibly let you go? After what I did to your wife and children? Think of my reputation. I let you live, people will think Santa's getting soft in my old age. Oh, look. Your kids put out milk and snickerdoodles. <laughs> Most places, it's usually sugar cookies with icing. I mean, it's nice, but after a while... Mmm, good, mmm. I, I do appreciate the efforts your kids went to here. Uh, I would tell them myself, (laughs) if they were still alive. (laughs) Oh, feels better. I hope you don't mind if I take a break for a moment. Delivering gifts can be hell on my back. I'm not a young man anymore, you know. And after this, I have to go and deal with him. (laughs) This year, I've been planning something really special. (laughs) You and your family were simply the warm-up act. You know, the spirit of the season. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should explain. You see, every year, I'm allowed a brief window where I can extract my revenge against the bastard who made me the man you see before you. A pale fellow who calls himself Byron. Sadly, he always found a way to stop me from killing him. And every time, he ends it by saying, Oh, and have a Merry Christmas. Every time. Every single time. It makes me want to crush a baby with my With my bare hands, I mean. Well, he is a clever bastard. 
I should give him credit, but there was this one time where I got him. Oh, I got him good. He never saw that one coming. And he did me a great service. You know, you're easy to talk to, so before I chop you up, I'm going to tell you the... <coughs> now stop that. I'm going to tell you the story of the time I beat the Pale Man. It's all written down uh, here in this journal that he kept. If I had time, I'd tell you how I got my hands on this. <laughs> Suffice to say, it involved a demonic wheel of cheese and some tree bark, but oh, enough of that. Are you comfortable? Good. Let's begin. Christmas Eve, England, 1941. Christmas during wartime. Some feel the world is coming to an end. Others gather on this chilly, foggy night to celebrate the seasons and hope for a better time to come. I envy them. To be in the warm embrace of those who care for me would be... wonderful. But I often find myself alone on this night. Alone and waiting for Santa Claus to come as he does every year. To kill me. How Santa and I became enemies... is a long story. The abbreviated version is that every Christmas Eve, once he's finished delivering toys around the world, Santa is given a few brief hours in which he can act freely. Often he chooses to revenge upon as it is close to midnight, I find myself looking up into the night skies. I expect I shall see his sleigh of flying reindeer approaching the city at any moment. That's when I hear it. There is a high-pitched whistling sound of something dropping from the skies above. I quickly spot a red streak tear through the air descending upon London. For a moment I think it's a bomb falling on the city. After all, the Germans have been trying to bomb the city, the whole country, out of existence night after night. Then I notice it's not a bombshell, but a fat man in a red suit spinning out of control, falling through the night. An easy mistake. I had chosen to wait in a cluster of burnt-out buildings. Santa's yearly visits tended to get on the destructive side of things seemed like the ideal place. However, I had not expected him to arrive like this. I stood still as Santa smashed into one building now the other side, before he came to rest on the ground of Watching as he picked himself up from the ground, the look in his eyes was blind panic. Who we gotta go shall be here soon. Well, this is new. She's coming! She'll kill us both! I see. Just who is this she? My wife, Mrs. Claus. 
she's coming to kill both of us. The last time I had seen Mrs. Claus had been at the height of the Great War. Like her husband, she was a fierce warrior. As lethal as she was beautiful. However, Mrs. Claus was a psychopath who took great delight in causing others pain. Again, like her husband. So the wife wants you dead, and me? Why? I'll explain later. We have to go now. No, explain now. Really? You want the full details, here and now, with the psycho goddess of death on her way to kill us? I have trust issues, Santa, especially where you're concerned. You do have this endearing habit of trying to kill me. <sighs> all, all right, all, all right, all right. The problem is, it's like this. I, I kind of cheated on her. Cheated? On her? Your wife? Well, there, there was this elf. She'd bring me some spiked eggnog now and then, and we'd start talking, you know, blowing off steam, and, well, one thing led to another. She started wearing these really sexy stockings that just curled up under her... I get the picture, thank you. Well, the wife isn't the warm and, and fuzzy type, you know. She's constantly nagging me. You're not the man I married. My mother warned me about you. You need to lose weight. Mrs. Claus to Santa Claus. I know. Who ever heard of a skinny Santa Claus? I'm telling you, Byron, it gets old after a few hundred years. It was nice, you know, being with someone who didn't hound me all the damn time. So I gather. But why does your wife want to kill me? Oh, uh, yes, uh, about that, um, I, I told her you were the one who set me up with Snow Cookie. Snow Cookie? The elf I was just telling you about? Who names their child Snow Cookie? Elves, you moron. Sh shut up and focus. I was hoping to deflect the wife's rage, okay? Maybe she'd just shoo me out and, and kill you instead. Gee, thanks for that. Now she wants us both dead. And what she did to Snow Cookie. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna miss that elf. A vixen in the sack, you know, with the perkiest sack. You can of... spare me the details, Nicholas. We should get going. Good. At last, let's get out of here. Now then, I was thinking... I never got a chance to finish that sentence. For it was at that moment when the entire building block around us exploded. <laughs> caught in explosions before. Pompeii, when Mount Vesuvius went up, was a particularly bad week for me. But having numerous buildings fall in on you is never easy. If you're somehow lucky to survive the explosion, you have to dig your way out of the rubble. In this case, all the rubble around Santa and myself was blown away a moment later. <laughs> Just as I expected. You ran to the pale man, idiot. 
Did you really think this pale-skinned buffoon could save you? She was just as I remembered. Raven dark hair, dressed in traditional Christmas garb, much as Santa was. She carried a large sword in her hands. Beside her stood two hulking snowmen hefting white gold swords. I am so going to enjoy killing the both of you. I take it you wouldn't believe me if I told you Santa lied to you and I was never involved in any of this? That would happen to be a correct assumption, pale man. Well, nothing ventured. Where are you going? Hey, wait for you, wait for me, you coward! Oh, how pathetic. Do you really think you can escape from me? After them. into this, Nick. You really know how to make the holidays magical. You couldn't just stick to doing things yourself. No, you had to drag your wife into this because you couldn't keep your pants up. Well, Santa has needs too. Stop, just stop. The less I know about your needs, the better. So, what are we going to do? We can't stay here forever. Obviously. Every problem has a solution. I just need time to think. I got it. How about we kill her? Oh, that's just great. That's your answer to everything, isn't it? Let's just kill it and the problem goes away. Well, it usually works. There was a time I considered you a tactical genius and my greatest friend. We stood shoulder to shoulder during the Siege of Heaven. Yet now, I'll never understand how we ever worked together. Oh yeah? Well, brace yourself for a shock, pale man. I once thought of you as my friend. Oh yeah, but you've changed, Byron. We were on the verge of winning that war when you betrayed me. You betrayed us all. Now look at me. Cursed to be this. This pathetic, fat joke. Forced to deliver toys to snot-nosed children every year while you, you get to walk free in the world. But I don't, Nick. Not once, not ever. I'm a slave just as much as you- Ha! Here you are. Hiding like rats in the dark. Uh, look, uh, honey, maybe, maybe we can talk about this? I am done talking with you. I should have taken care of you ages ago. Now? Now I am going to gut you like a pig. If it's a fight you want... Then a fight you shall get. Shall we dance, my dear? I considered slipping out of the abandoned building. But the snow monsters barred my way. I was effectively a trapped spectator. So I watched Santa and Mrs. Claus circle each other, hunting, waiting for the moment to attack. Oh, don't hold back now, dear. I'd hate to think you were trying to be genteel with me. Oh, don't worry your little head about that. 
because I'm going to hack it off. I'll stuff it and put it on my mantelpiece and throw darts at it. <laughs> that chance that's happening, tubby boy. That's it! Time to die! That's when Santa and Mrs. Claus lunged at each other and paused for the briefest of moments, sharing one last smile. Then threw both of their swords at me. I felt the blades run out my back. I felt my knees. Blood dribbled down my body, pooling at my feet. I hate to admit it, my dear, but you were right. He really fell for it. <laughs> Never suspected a thing, did you, you pasty-faced bastard? I come running to you, whining for help, and knowing how much and for how long I've hated you, you just had to step up and help me out. You've gone soft, Byron. Whatever became of the, the cold, sadistic, pale man warrior I once knew, hmm? None of that was... was real? Oh no, you see... That boy did cheat on me. I had such fun ripping Snow Cookie's lungs out of her chest. Her screams were so delightful. At least until she stopped breathing. You could say Santa and I have something of an open marriage? You keep killing everyone I get close to. How is that an open marriage? What can I say, my dear? I'm a very jealous woman at heart. So... Shall we dispose of him now? Oh, no, 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 not yet. I have something far more unpleasant in mind for our pale friend. <laughs> I don't recall much after that. With the amount of blood I was losing and the severity of my injuries, everything went dark. I have no idea how long I was out, but slowly the world came back into focus as I woke. The swords had been removed, my injuries had begun to heal, but I was still very weak. The scent of sawdust filled the air. I find myself on a wooden floor in some kind of workshop. Slowly, minding my healing wounds, I stood. I made my way to a door and stepped outside. Christmas lights were hung up everywhere. It was dark and snowy. This was the North Pole, Santa's village. I was inside the snow globe that kept Santa captive most of the year. No. No, no, no! Oh, yes! Oh, this is better than I dreamed! Let me out of here, Nicholas! Oh, but I can't. Not that I would, even if I could. If you look at the clock tower in the center of town, you'll see it's ten minutes after midnight. No, no this can't be happening. <laughs> oh, but it is. It's Christmas Day. You are trapped in the snow globe now. And for the first time in hundreds of years, I'm free. Let me out of here. 
Well, that's impossible. Not until Christmas Eve. <laughs> but don't worry. I've left things to keep you entertained while you enjoy your stay in the Christmas realm. Mind you, they're not exactly known for their friendly nature. <laughs> you can't do this to me. <laughs> but I have. I finally have my Christmas wish. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. <laughs> well, until next year, Merry Christmas, Byron. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Nicholas! I'll get you for this, Nicholas! If you think this is over... Nicholas! Well, now that you've gotten that out of your system, what do we do next? Next? Beautiful, we have the entire year to do whatever our dark hearts desire. And no pale-faced hypocrite to stop us. Now, Mrs. Claus, let's paint Europe blood red, shall we? <laughs> and that's what we did a whole year, free to slaughter and torture anyone we wanted. All the shed tears and screams were endless. Oh, it was a glorious time. Of course, the world was caught up in World War II, so no one really took notice of me or the missus. Hundreds of bodies dumped on all those battlefields. Who would know? <laughs> of course, all good things do come to an end. The Pale Man did get free next Christmas Eve, and boy was he pissed. <laughs> he made us pay dearly for that year of freedom. Still, I would not trade it for the world. Best year of my life. All the long-legged consolation I could ever want. <laughs> oh dear, uh, look at the time. Almost midnight. I need to get going and then deal with the pasty-faced maggot. Got some plans for him tonight. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little Christmas story. Oh, you better not pout. You better not cry. It's not gonna help cause you're gonna die. Santa Claus has come to town. I'm making a list. Checking it twice, I'll kill you whether you're naughty or nice. Santa Claus has come to town. Merry Christmas, Pale Man. I have a gift for you. <laughs>
You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Santa's Christmas Tale, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Darren Marlar as Santa Claus, Carissa DeWitt as Mrs. Claus, and Eric Busby as Tied Up Man. The script editor was Joe Medina. Music performed by Kevin McLeod, Mayu, and Lucas King. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright Eric Busby Presents 2018. Coming December 22nd at 8 p.m. My sons, who I have had since they were babies adopted from foster care, I Still Believe by Rob Watson. Those who still believe can hear the tinkling sounds of Santa's sleigh bells. Only at leapaudio.org. I still believe. I do still believe. Leap Audio, where gay characters are normal. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, oh, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <sighs> Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! This looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man! Ha <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E dot com. 